Okay, does this work? All right, sick, it works. I'm also that's, just like holding this. So like, bing bong. Okay, I'm good. Perfect. All right, I can't clap, but we'll just do a countdown for this too. Actually, we'll just say three, two, one, go. We'll do it on the go. Okay. All right, three, two, one, go. 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 Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, we'll try it one this more time. Clap. It's the same concept, like, yeah. <laughs> literally. All right, three, <coughs> two, one, go. go. All right, perfect. All right. Nick, do you want to intro us again? Oh, dude, getting up at five in the morning, beautiful. Like, woke up. Kind of contemplate my decision, but once that first coffee touched my lips and I heard the kickoff, like, dude, it was, it was dead silent. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I kept all the lights off in the living room, like, had my oh, phone yeah. off, and it was, dude, just the game on as loud as I felt. You know, I didn't want to blast it or whatever, but it was. And I, I told myself I'd do it once or twice, and I'm like, dude, screw this. I'm doing this every single game at every 5 a.m. for like three weeks. Like, and I'm not, I don't know if it's the adrenaline, but I'm still kind of jacked up right now like i'm still in feel kind of i'm not tired still <laughs> still on your high uh 13 hours and 45 minutes later yeah i love that worth it uh have you ever it's like I, I i imagine like watching that with like the room pitch black do you ever like in the morning when you're like getting ready to take a shower you like don't turn the entire bathroom light on like usually there's that little light that you turn on just so you can kind of see i love taking like a dark shower it's like the best feeling makes me feel like i'm still in bed is it a cold shower at the same time? No, it's a it's a hot shower. Dylan's a big Winhoff method guy. Yeah, I'm I'm fully embracing cold showers at the moment. I listen. I did for uh, about a month, and then I woke up one day and I was like, I'm gonna quit hating myself, and <laughs> went back to hot showers. They they do make you feel better though in the morning. They're just awful to get through. I feel like I'm like sick at adaptation because at this point I don't know how to describe it but cold showers aren't cold anymore The NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Everybody, welcome back to the NAFTA podcast. A nice little midweek before Thanksgiving episode for everybody. Um, First eight games of the World Cup are down. We had some, I think all of them were kind of exciting in their own right. Uh, we had some a big upset, and we had almost pure elation from everybody here in the States. It was very, very close. We'll get into that one later. We'll get into the upset later as well. But first of all, we have to just run through these games that we saw happen. The kickoff game. A lot of a lot of con, uh, contention around this one. John was very sure of himself. We had like a weird little VAR moment in it. But Ecuador, two goals from Valencia, 16th and 31st minute. Ecuador take down Qatar. The first ever uh, team to lose their 
the first ever hosting team, sorry, to lose their opening match. Uh, then England absolutely beat the brakes off of Iran 6-2. to Goals from Bellingham, Saka twice, Sterling, Rashford, and Grealish. And then uh, two goals from Taremi for uh, Iran. Saw them go down. The Netherlands took down Senegal, uh, Sadio mane less Senegal, Gakpo, and Klaassen, 84th and 90th minute. Um, then we had uh, today Denmark and Tunisia and Mexico and Poland both saw out a nil-nil draw. Very exciting stuff. And then to round out the day, France beat Australia 4-1 to after going down very early to a uh, good win goal in the ninth minute. Rabio, Giroud, and Mbappe saw the Frenchman come back. Um, guys, anything, any takeaways, I guess, from, from any of these uh, first six games? Did you, <clears throat> what I didn't realize is Enter Valencia is the owner of the YouTube or the viral clip of the player faking an injury to avoid the authorities <laughs> from paying yeah. like thirteen or fourteen thousand dollars in child support. I didn't realize that was him. <laughs> Hell yeah, gotta love that. But you said that VAR was a little sketch, man. Like, and I, I, I actually have one of my notes is the offsides replays and the delay is for technology that is so wildly impressive. The fact that in every game it takes them ten minutes to show it, and I don't think it was offsides. It's very sketchy, but it definitely fed in the first five minutes everybody's fears. Yeah, the thing that they showed was like this very high, like I'm putting in quotes here, high tech, like people kind of showing like he broke the plane past this person or whatever, but it it never actually corresponded it with the moment on the pitch, like when they were taking that from. So it kind of was just like, oh, he was offsides. Like, look at this picture that we've generated to show that he's offsides. But then if you watch it back, you're kind of like, okay, but like, when exactly is this being taken from? And, you know, I was kind of like, seems a little fishy <laughs> if you ask me, but the, I don't know. Yeah, the lack of context, because I had went back and tried to rewatch. I'm like, that's not offsides. Like, that's not. But, I mean, ball don't lie. If you want to, you know, the old. The old adage, ball don't lie. Yeah, exactly. Dylan, anything? Um, I don't know if you guys got to watch the Denmark-Tunisia uh, game, but, I, yeah, no, I'm happy I, I figured it out by the time we record again how to say it. Um, one, <laughs> there were 20 corners. Like That was like literally the best corner game I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> really got us back on track for the overs for the tournament. Um, to, I think Denmark kind of looked like shit, to be honest. And to, oh, fuck, I'm going to say it wrong again. Tunisia. Tunisia. This is the word. This is so bad. Um, I'm actually excited to watch them play. Like, I, I don't know who it is, but I think it's their striker. One of their forwards might've been one of the most electric people I've seen in the whole world cup to where like, I just need to keep watching him. Um, I'll look up his name later, but that's. That stood out to me, and I also think that Mexico and Poland really screwed the pooch because I think they expected a tie to be the best thing in the world for them, and now I think they're both fucked. So, yeah, uh, I so I didn't get to watch any of the the ones today because I was driving, um, but I was following all of them like in the car because it's an eight hour trip, um, and 
I had Mexico Poland uh, draw, so I was like sitting there the whole time. Saw that Lewandowski missed pen, and I was just like, you know, my selfish ass was just like, fuck all of Poland. Like I need this draw for my, for my twenty person podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought the, the all the VAR stuff is so weird. All the extra time, like there's so much extra time now. Someone's and I, I know they made no. I actually well, I know they made they made it a point to like. Anytime there's a stoppage, they kind of tell the refs to keep doing it, keep clicking the extra time because, like, they're trying to crack down on people with time wasting. But it feels so weird, like, nine minutes just randomly. I was watching a, video, a couple things on it today. It was just, like, who's the whoever the referee, the people referee, that legendary guy that looks like Gollum a little bit. Um, he uh, <laughs> He said... And they did it in Russia a little bit. That's where you're always seeing like five, six, seven, eight. And he says it's just getting worse. So they're just really making a point. They want it because I guess the average game sees about 60 minutes of like live action with the ball in play. So they're trying to get as close mm-hmm. to 90, which I, I get. It. It's nice. I mean, I appreciate it, you know. Um, but I had two thoughts. The, the Poland game just made me uh, – with the Lewandowski save, I was or the Miss Peek. I was like, I told you, like that's that's who he is. Like he's he's not anything special when it comes to the international stage. And something that really bothered me today, as I, I only got to see the first half, Landon Donovan needs to chill out. He's an American <laughs> <Why>? hero. <laughs> he needs to chill out. He screwed up in 2018, pumping up Mexico, promoting Mexico, all this stuff, like. It's not a political thing, man. Like, it's straight-up sporting rivalry. Like, we're not trying to, like... Like, there are rivals. Do you see England and France? Like, if France doesn't make it? Because today, he said, we, in reference to Mexico. And I was in study hall watching it. I almost exploded. How uh, closely were you listening? I had the volume on in the whole classroom. It was study hall. We were watching the game. And he Wait, said, what he said we as in like he was talking about Mexico? Yeah. I think he's he, talking about CONCACAF. He's a he's a conference guy. No, 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 no. There is no conference guy nonsense. I'm sorry. It's is like <laughs> it's USA Mexico. When it comes to we hate them, they hate us. That's what it is. Like you don't see France and England making all kissing it nice, you know? No. That is a big no in my book. I almost lost it. Thank God I'm a professional. I know how to keep my calm. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God Nick didn't lose it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Seems like you're losing it a little bit now. Dude, but... they don't like, – like, Landon, they don't like you, dude. <laughs> they don't like you. I mean, I do agree. I think, like, it's – I think having those arrivals is incredibly important. Um, I don't – like – what like what political what political about it like well, I don't understand like it was like a whole like 2018 thing Fox was trying to get more viewership and they're like you know America's team or like you know like feel like it was like I had to, I had to find the commercials but he was like basically wearing Mexico garb and stuff and like commercials and stuff like scarves and everything and kind of oh. like pumping up like yeah, viewership on 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 Fox for <laughs> Mexico and it's like dude are you kidding me like. What are you doing? It's like well, I, I think of any like <laughs> I can't even think of the sports analogy of like it's like uh, it's like Derek Jeter, you know, it's like Derek Jeter putting on a Met shirt to you know to go to a to go to a a car dealership in Queens. Do you remember when David Ortiz put Jorge Posada's hat on in the ESPN commercial? Yes, yes, that's literally what. This and, is. and the the mascot like freaked out and like walked away, and it was like probably 
a hilarious ass commercial. If I cared even a little bit about Landon Donovan, I'm sure I would have remembered this, but I just don't care. Yeah, I agree. Still salty about well, it. So Landon, you're on my shit list. It's okay. We'll let him know. We'll tweet at I him. I think he'll sleep. Uh, okay. If it makes you feel better, the Mexican fans feel exactly how we feel after our game, probably. Yeah, except I think we probably, like... We lost. You could maybe argue we should have won, but I I could put the argument forward. Um, the only other thing I just want to say, I know because of what we cover, um, usually, the Premier League in England and that whole, that whole spiel, and we follow that media a lot, um, 6-2 to Iran... Pretty fucking good, honestly, from from a team that usually starts out really bad in world in international stage competitions. Do you do you think that was England looking really good and Iran being bad, or both? Yeah, yeah both. I think so too. Like England looked super freaking crisp and like they're there to make a point. Like France and England through the first few days are hands down the two best teams that we've seen. It's not even a question. Yeah. Mbappe? Like, even Harry Maguire looked good. Know, even Harry Maguire? Really fast because Australia wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Honestly, I think, <laughs> first of all, Nick, I want to throw you a bone here. Um, Rashford got a goal. Um, Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire both got assists. That's three goals. Bakaya Saka... Two goals himself. That's three Man United, two Arsenal. Hey, we're taking dubs where we can get them, baby. <laughs> we're, we're going off, That's what baby. I'm talking about. The bet, the bet's still on. The oh. bet's still on. Did you That's see the video? Of, All my players play on in two days. Did you see the video of Harry Maguire in training? No. no. Oh, I thought I said you guys. I tried to not watch Harry Maguire. Well, like, it just came up on whatever. Dude, he, he looks like Messi dribbling around people, and I'm just like, Maybe Ten Hag wasn't crazy putting him as striker that one game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Gareth Southgate knows how to unlock his true potential. He's the Harry Maguire whisperer. Oh, shit. Um, anything else about these games? Dylan, you said Bappe fast. Anyone elaborate or just Mbappe fast? I don't know. I was watching. So I took France minus two and a half in that game. So I was very invested when the Socceroos went up one nothing. And as I was watching it, I was like, we're good. Because every time Mbappe got the ball, he just ran right past the guy down the wing. And it, like he looked yeah. like he was playing with like his food. It was insane. And shout out to uh, yeah, not... Olivier Giroud, too. He is better than Thierry Oh, Giroud? Tied him. Giroud pops up, man. He tied uh, Thierry Henry, so his next goal is uh, going to make him France's all-time leading scorer. Good for him. I think he's gotten kind of shafted his whole career, if I'm being honest. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's also handsome um, as hell, so I I don't know how much he he's really struggling, you know? Truly, if he was still on Arsenal, uh, he would that would have been Caroline's team because she would have just saw the most attractive player. In the <laughs> he's the most attractive player in the league, period. It's, I mean, maybe the world. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, man. He should be in a boy band in 97. Um, I, I basically assess the France game as I don't think I – I don't think one Australian player is as good as any of the French players' team players. Like, I just – it's very hard for me to, you know. France's B team looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one more thought before, right. we, before we deep dive is. Go for it. Hack-a-shack is in full effect. Teams that are clearly not yes. as good <clears throat> or the inferior opponent, they just start. They are 
fouling, not even like just fouling, like super <laughs> aggressively fouling people, like potential board. And then that rolls into the fact that cards are being distributed really unevenly. And some of the calls like the, like McGuire got tackled. Someone pulled a McGuire on a McGuire in the mm-hmm. first few minutes. And then the penalty for Argentina this morning was super, I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit, but super soft. You know what? Good transition. Let's get into it actually right now. Let's do this one because I think it's going to be the quicker of the two. Uh, Argentina 1, Saudi Arabia 2. A 10th minute penalty for Lionel Messi, followed up by a second half barrage in in a matter of five minutes, pretty much, from uh, Al-Sheri and uh, Al-Dasari. These are so, I don't know how to say Saudi Arabian names, but... Two goals for Saudi Arabia. They held on, took the 2-1 win over Argentina. In the terms of FIFA, this is a 51-over-3 upset, which is pretty fucking massive. Saudi Arabia, actually, it's a national holiday tomorrow because of this win. There's people kicking, ripping. They're so excited. They literally ripped the doors off of their house and threw them. Like, ensure, true ensure, cheer enthusiasm it was unbelievable the dude literally ripped his door off and threw it (laughs) did did you see how they were um trolling messi leaving the stadium too no what are they doing oh Oh, they're doing they're walking out and doing the sue every single time (laughs) oh my god dude my the stat of the day here is is michael's favorite stat michael do you want to know what what was argentina's xg Oh, like 30? Tell me. I'm looking at it, but just tell me. 2.26. Do you know what Saudi Arabia's was? <laughs> Less. 0.15. <laughs> Dude, it's... I mean, truly, they only had two shots on goal. Two of them, both of them went in. Um, And I, I... Again, I was driving, so I didn't get to see who sent the Latero Martinez... Oh, that was, Var. dude, that was... I think it was Nick, you, Nick. Yeah, there was, it was that they, they used the furthest back defender, they used the wrong defender. But like, so wait, should it have been a goal or no? Yes. It should have been a goal. Yes. They used the, the, so, the left back, it would have been on sides by, you know, again, they talk about millimeter, he would have been on sides by Harris, his, his, so, if they used the lines, like you love to say, he would have uh-huh. been on. Which changes the game because it's two nothing, as opposed to one nothing at half, and then that's when the goals came. Did they scored three goals oh, shit, in the first yeah. half? Were called back seven offsides. Like you look at Argentina, it's like I mean, they were getting in behind whenever they wanted. They were so stubborn, so stubborn to not. And I mean, I think a lot of credit has to go to Saudi Arabia, but a lot of this falls on arrogance on Argentina that they think, oh, we're just going to do this all game, and they're not going to. They're just going to eventually. It's going to work out. Unbelievably stubborn, shot themselves in the foot, but they're going to be fine, Eddie. I mean, they're going to be fine, but... Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I think this is one of those times where, like, their group is is weak enough for them that they could just win the next two, and it doesn't matter. Well, if they, so, the Poland-Mexico draw just allows them to do that. <laughs> they, they win the next say, two, Poland and Mexico screwed themselves by not doing that, because now Saudi Arabia just needs to tie those games somehow and figure that out, and they're fine. But, like, from an Argentina standpoint, well, first off, to next point, credit to Saudi Arabia. Because if you know you're not going to win a game, coming up with a crazy-ass tactic of just literally making your defense stand 
at midfield <laughs> and run that high of a yeah. line. You know what? Good for you for trying something different. So um, I'll give credit there, but for the history guy that you are, Nick, in 2010, I think we all know Spain lost their opening game, went on the win mm-hmm. in the World Cup. So we're not completely stupid for all of us picking Argentina, at least. <laughs> yeah, at I was going to say, it's a, it's a bad loss for the podcast. It, <laughs> it is, but I'm going to throw this out there. DraftKings is being shady because they're not putting it up yet. But I've seen other places. Argentina to win the group at this point is plus money. And if you can get it, I would recommend getting that because I see them still winning yeah, this group. Fuck. I think. <clears throat> I think what was interesting too is well, just the second. I think in general, the second round of games in each group is going to get super interesting. There's so many. There was a few upsets and a few draws that really open up some wildness where tactics are going to have to change. And this is obviously a group that is highly impacted by that. Mm-hmm. But I think. The unsung hero, well, the, the the true hero is the Saudi Arabian keeper. The unsung hero is the Saudi, Arab, Saudi Arabian keeper's mustache. That thing is beautiful. Like, that is definitely some special right. weird keeper power stuff, making whatever it is. Stash is awesome. Now i got to find this guy's mustache. It's not even – it's like I, yeah, I wrote down pretty, stash of the tournament. It's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I fucking hate when you say shit like this. Um, <laughs> so, to your point before, though, Nick, 67th minute to the end of the game. One, two, three, four, five, six yellow cards for Saudi Arabia. Um, don't know. Again, I was asleep, actually, for this one. I, w- I did not get up. Um, it's a lot of fouls, a lot of time wasting, probably a lot of just tomfoolery, if you will, going on to try to see this one out. But, you know, I... I FIFA and the World Cup and all that stuff trying to make it more play and stuff like that at the end of the day if you're Saudi Arabia like you would kick the ball out of the stadium to try to delay play right like trying to see this one out <laughs> this is the yeah. this is all they kept talking about was this is the biggest upset in the history of World Cup yeah I would like to see like the just based on the rankings like is this the biggest one but Probably I think the one thing I, I've never really guy at the time to really sit down and watch Messi for like a full game and I don't know how long. It's so interesting to watch him play because I read something years ago how he just kind of walks the back line, you know, the first few uh-huh. minutes of the game and stuff. And it's he's standing still, but he's always moving, it feels like. it's a, It was a very weird thing. And like even when like everybody, the line is going high, he doesn't rush to get back on sides. Like he knows the line's coming back to him and he knows that, He's gonna kind of get on side when he needs to. It's un. It's really, really cool to watch his perspective on how he feels out of defense and tries to kind of look like he's standing still or get lost, but he's always moving at the same time. It's it, it was really it was really neat to watch. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is literally like just incredible. That's why it's always funny. Like, and again, I know these are jokes, but like American people will be like. Man, they're lucky we're not sending over like people like Aaron Donald. And I'm like, dude, Messi's like five five yeah. and 155 pounds. <laughs> He's the best player in the world. Like, I don't think Aaron Donald is. I know it's obviously a fucking joke, but it's just so funny to like think in terms of what like a peak athlete in the U.S. is, and like Aaron Donald or Miles Garrett or you know uh, Lamar Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. And then like Messi's. He'd run circles five, around five, Kevin Durant. 
Yeah, like it's just Kevin Durant can't bench. Like he can't bench one thirty-five. True, true story. Long arms, dude. <laughs> he also just was like, "Yeah, I don't bench. I don't bench my arms." Oh, no, nobody, right, nobody could tell. Nobody knew. Um. All right. That's. I mean, pretty much. Shout out Saudi Arabia. You you did something good. Um. But the big one, especially for us in this podcast, uh, the United States of America, won one Wales. Uh, a 36-minute goal from Tim Weah, followed by probably the, <laughs> the dumbest penalty I've ever seen uh, from Walker Zimmerman to set up Gareth Bale. Uh, saw a 1-1 draw from this one. This was actually, you know, everybody considered the best outcome uh, for both teams, I'm saying. Not for just one. Obviously a win. But um, I think this actually sets up a, a very exciting, like, for the next two games, for us and for Wales, it's huge. They gotta you gotta beat Iran and you gotta not lose to England if you can. Um, and I think we actually looked really fucking good. And I think I actually feel better about potentially not losing to England now, and better about beating Iran. Anybody? Um, I know you guys were devastated, but sorry, I was just reading something. I mean, the first half was, dude. It was. Like, so exhilarating to watch. Like, that was the team we've been waiting for. Um, just unbelievably dominant in every single facet of the game. And I'll, I'll save this for the end because I have a couple thoughts on Mr. Greg there. But the fact that there wasn't any adjustment made in the second half, like, like Michael, you said in the group chat, you know, the first 10 or 15 minutes, Wales made a change. We have to adjust, clearly. You know, which is, hey, they're, they're going to change. you got to weather the storm, and then we'll get our fear underneath us again. And we never really felt like we did. And that's on Burhalter for doing that. But, I mean, it was, dude, that goal by Wea, he's, he, in my mind, he is the X factor in that team, hands down. Like, he has the ability, like an Mbappe, to run by people, to get down to the end line and put the ball in. And running behind, I love that guy. To me, he, he is the X factor, and he just showed it again. But I say put the, it up, Mike. The, Im, the immaturity of the immaturity of the team definitely showed that we couldn't put ninety minutes together. You know it. Uh, oh, Dylan shaking. Dylan shaking his head. I have. Well, you went into the Greg talk, so that's where I, I was going to. I know. I'm going to save that for. I'll, I'm going to save that for me. My second round. We should just talk about it now, since we're already talking. I would about say it. I have a laundry list of things I'd like to get off my chest, just therapeutically <laughs> to get over what we watched. Um, but ultimately, if we're going to talk about Greg, I think the 45 minutes were the best 45 minutes that we could have had. And I think that shows, okay, you know what? You did a great job knowing that you had X amount of days to prepare for this game. I think the starting lineup was who I would have had in the starting lineup. I was fine with Aronson coming off the bench, obviously because with Tim Way scoring, you made the right choice there. I think people, some people have some issues with Sargent starting, but I think Sargent did exactly what he was supposed to be doing in terms of like, he led to that goal too, kind of winning the ball back in the midfield and getting us back there. Um, I wish he could have scored early on too, just to keep the the scoring within ten minutes train rolling for the sixth consecutive time. But that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, but my problem is also with none of the subs until the last one. 
unless Gio is actually injured, because I think you guys saw me text multiple times. Like, I don't understand why Gio Reyna didn't come into the game. I think he that, said he's fine. Uh, he said he's fine. I I think Greg was thinking. They said that I think Greg was in the thought of you know what we can win this game and maybe he is partially a little bit injured and we can you know win this game and he's got three more days to rest for England fine however read the game and see what's going on you need to put in the most impactful player at this point you have three games to make this happen I think that was a huge mistake like something that I don't know as a coach you just need to, or manager you need to figure that the hell out I think they said uh Morse came in because they wanted someone bigger and more physical Sure, I'd want someone who's more impactful to the game that's able to make that final pass to break down a defense. Because if you if you watched, Wales was on the front foot that whole second half. The moment they got that goal, they went right back into parking the bus. Be like, we're cool with the tie, no big deal. Like you need that person that's going to break that down at that point. Even though we tried giving yeah. them the game three different times, and Acosta basically saved us by that was the, that that's the definition of a great yellow card. That is a turn. That might be a tournament saving tackle because there's no there's no way he misses that there's no way yeah yeah i think no geo um, is fi- i think no geo is fireable i think geo is fire no gi- no geo is fire is a fireable offense after the world cup yeah i think well first of all i think berhalter the first half was like incredibly good i i thought the ref was awful in this game yes i thought the ref was fucking terrible like inconsistent as shit um and i won't even say like bad but just inconsistent and it like shifted like weird like we were we were getting everything called on like the tiniest fouls were yellow cards and then Pulisic who again like i'm not a defender of christian Pulisic on most days but he was getting absolutely killed by mepham and the dude didn't see a yellow card until the end of the first half and then he continued to do it the second half and nothing else happened um, so I don't know what the hell was going on there. Um, I thought, obviously, we could have we could have won the game in the first half, and maybe that's what we should have done, and then maybe that's, like, where we are the second youngest team in the tournament kind of comes in, and we don't understand that that's, like, pretty much our moment to just take the game and win it right there. But once they brought on um, Homie, uh, the big dude. The 6'5 guy, yeah. Got it. Yeah, what's his name? He plays uh, in the prime. We should literally know this. Uh, <laughs> Kiefer Moore. I wanted to say Kimar Roof, but it's not. He plays for uh, uh, Rangers. Kiefer Moore. They just knocked the ball up to him in the in the channels, and he just held it up and waited for their team to come up, and then they just attacked us like relentlessly. Um, so I I agree. Geo should have absolutely played, but I'm also incredibly biased to G- to Gio Reyna. So, like, maybe there's some stuff I don't know. That being said, I think, like, it's pretty easy. Like, it's like you brought on a, a 65 overall when you had, like, an 80. And you're just <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I think two two big shout-outs, too. Have to, one has to go to Tim Ream. He was outstanding. and He was great. And Tyler Adams, like, Superstar. God bless that man. Like, he yeah. was on – he was all over the park, man. He was doing – everything like he took that captain's armband he's like i'm never giving this thing back he was awesome right he was awesome well actually i want to try to find what i sent you um god it's here somewhere i told i told you the top five players of the first half yep 
Oh, I said Reem in order. Reem, Wea, Polistic, McKenny, Musa. Honestly, for, like going into the second half, I think the only Reem for sure still in that top five of the second half. But then it's like Tyler Adams pretty much. Like those two were the two best players. And then honestly, like you almost have to give it to Acosta just because of the tackle. Because like, again, we're out of the tournament if he gets to shoot that ball. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, um, I think it's just the interesting thing, though. Oh, go ahead. I, was, go ahead. I just think it's frustrating because I think that first half was the best half of football we put together in two years. Like that was I agree. That was hands down the best. And then you come out and there's no tactical adjustment or there's no there's just such a decline over the next 45 minutes. This is the old draw feels like a loss. Like it's just because you, you got there. Hey, if they score early in the first half or even the first 15, 20 minutes or second half, first 15, 20, it's fine. But, like, you know, they never really – we never really got back on the front foot, which is really – which is a little scary because they – we got to see how the adversity – we're going to face a lot of adversity on Friday, and we're going to see how we have to yeah. react to that. I – um yeah. I, go ahead, Dylan. I think that the one thing I will give to Greg is I'm hoping that he adjusts because we'll find out. Because it is his first time, I think, actually doing any type of major tournament for the most part, too, in this scenario. So hopefully he can figure it out by the time we get to Iran. But we definitely made things more difficult on ourselves. Um, and I don't want to derail our conversation, but when we get to the end of it, I can give us some things as we get to Thanksgiving that we should be thankful for as we head into our game against England. All right, so before we get into that, Dylan, just uh, to expand on something that I said earlier, this obviously sets up two huge games for us. Obviously, we have England, uh, they have Iran, and then we switch. What do you think is better, having England next or having the game that you have to win, pretty much? Because I, I honestly think England next is better for us. Um, so... Why? I would rather have the it's kind of like when you're when you're down by like 16 in football or sorry 15 and you know you have to go for two at some point um I don't think we have I guess this does actually work most people wait till the end because they it's like when the stakes are the highest and like you know there's more urgency in that instance to try to win which I guess could backfire but I also think we played like our asses off and to turn around and play England next uh, and try to get something out of it, I think is less likely. But if we just get scored on the first half, then it could kind of almost be like, all right, we're preparing for Iran. Because at worst, you know, Wales beat Iran. We still have to win, and we have to hope England beat Wales. But the more I'm talking about this, the more I think the opposite now, actually. Because <laughs> if England just beat us, then they're in. Like, they're through, and they don't even have to win the last game. So, I don't know, Michael, are you realizing that, like, essentially you want to play England last because there's a chance that, and this is why it's a really important game for us now, is that if England beats us, you could have England's B team playing Wales, which is not ideal for us. Um, also, you're talking about you want Wales to win. The best thing to happen to us is a tie in that game because then it doesn't matter what happens 
at least with us in England to that extent. Now, if we steal a point, great. Or if we somehow win, even better. But then it means that we're going in and we beat Iran and just need England to hopefully do what they need to do. But this game is a, to actually, honestly, is a must-tie to make sure that England hasn't qualified yet so they can put a whooping on Wales is what we ideally... Like, we're playing to make sure day three, not that we'll be out of it if we lose, but so that day three, England has to do something against Wales. Isn't that what happened with us in 2014 or we lost to Germany but we got in? Something like that. I think but... that's the whole Gonagol game. Yeah. Donovan game. No, that's no, no, no. That's twenty ten. Well, we got anyway. In, regardless, on that I, one, but yeah, yeah. England, England beating us and then not having to play is terrifying. Like, or Wales just being able to sit back and park the bus and hold on. You know, yeah. it's definitely something that's capable as well. Because I mean, dude, Harry Kane might be out. But I'm pretty sure Iranian win. We'd rather, we need to tie an Iran, Iranian win because at least we can beat Iran and have more points than them than Wales. Wales winning is the worst thing that can happen to us. Right. Well, but also Wales winning is like the expected outcome, right? I guess at the moment, yes. Because like I, I don't know, because Wales sitting back against Iran, like they both play the same kind, of, or trying to play the same style. I have no idea what that game's gonna look like. Like who? No one. I, wants I to guess call. I. Yeah, I guess the positive of that is like, you know, when you have a bat, anybody can beat anybody. Clearly, we saw that Saudi Arabia, Argentina. Um, I guess if you have a bad defense, which I think Wales have a bad defense, um, you could lose a goal early. You could lo- lose a goal on a header, which. I kind of find this unlikely with Wales. That they're a pretty big team, I feel like. Um, but Iran could scrap a goal and then sit back and they could lose. I mean, very realistically, the way I see it is just like we have to have like we have to have a big outcome in, in some way. We either have to tie or beat England or we have to smash Iran. Because I think, I think the, the most likely outcome, even with the England B team, is still that they probably beat Wales. Um, although in that again in that last game, Wales is gonna have everything to play for. Um, so maybe not. <laughs> let's keep well, in mind, actually let's, let's keep in mind who the B team for England's gonna end up yes, being. The B team's well. still pretty good. <laughs> well, because actually if you think about this, right? If England beat us and I, and Wales beat Iran, it's six on four, okay? It's like six points versus four points. So there is like first in the group still up for up for that's, that's also true. But I'd rather and I, Wales I think lose and control. I'd rather us control our destiny to have to beat Iran. Well, because England, England sure. would have to play for. You're right, because England would have to play for seeding. They'd want to be the one. Yeah, and they can tie if they if Wales tie England in that game, then then they both go through, because um, we'd only be on four, four, and and they'd be on five. But that's a big rivalry too. Like England Wales is a huge rivalry. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't think that's likely. I think both teams would probably play it out. Again, Friday, if we get a, a draw or a win against England, I think it drastically increases our chances. But other than that, I think we have to try to score a lot of goals and not give up a lot of goals. Dude, which, let's, re- you know, let's remember, Michael, of... the, the B squad for England is you're replacing Kieran Trippier with Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're good as fuck. You're, like, you're, you're, putting, you're putting incredibly in good. Marcus Rashford, <laughs> Jack Grealish, Callum Wilson felt like it's like it should be fine, but 
We just can't get smashed on Friday. Well, we just can't get smashed. Here's right. Here's what we can be thankful for as we get into Thanksgiving for this game. Harry Kane. Great transition. Thanks. Harry Kane is um, getting a scan on his ankle, so who knows? He might sit out potentially or not play a full game, which I know Rashford's still really good, but you know what? Harry Kane out on the field isn't a bad thing for us. Um, Harry Maguire, I'm not sure what happened to him. I'm assuming he's concussed, but they still might play him, so that may be a good thing for us. There's truly no difference between a normal Harry Maguire and a concussed one. Correct. And the last thing to be thankful for is the last 20 minutes of that England game, they looked kind of human and sloppy. So um, I I know that's because the game's 6-2, whatever, Nick. Be thankful. We're talking about being thankful. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think we still have a fighting chance. The only thing that I hate that happened is the Argentina Argentina game because it might refocus some teams to realize, oh shit, anything can happen. Dylan, honestly, some pretty great insight there because I didn't even think about that either. Um, wow. Uh, Nick is sending us tweets <laughs> during the episode. <laughs> Phil Jones has outlasted Cristiano Ronaldo and the Glazers. That's pretty funny. Um, it's too good not to send. <laughs> Just can't even control ourselves. Uh, yeah, shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo. Shout out to Manchester United parting ways officially today. Um, Quick, I'll, I'll make this very, very brief. I think in, go for in a it. very brief analogy, you know, I've made my thoughts very clear on this podcast. Uh, I made it very <laughs> only Only recently, before I can remember times where you were still singing his praises. But Well, well yeah, because he's all we had. That's okay. But, you know, um, in typical British, you know, British uh, sporting forum, you go with the wind. But uh, I was said I wanted to be petty before in, in the group chat, but I've come to realize he is Batman at the end of the Dark Knight. <laughs> Dude, listen, that's my favorite movie. It's my favorite too. And I, I will not allow you to make that comparison. <laughs> it is not. It is one hundred percent. The most accurate take you will see on Ronaldo leaving Manchester United because no way he leaves and then he within actually, within no, two hours I'm not letting you dude, have that within within hours Man United is up for sale like you will never convince Absolutely me not. that this is not that he and he said it he goes if you have to tear me down the, for it to work tear me down he's the hero that we need not the one no. not the one that he's not the hero we need. Or the hero. Oh, fuck, what's the line? Come on, Michael. You love quote. Not your Batman favorite movie. I'm not letting you have this. Well, it's fine. I'm going to have it. It's cool. You're just upset that I'm right. That's really what it is. That's not at all what it is. You're you're so incorrect. Because Cristiano Ronaldo at no point was ever, and no point was ever citizen serving. He was only self serving the entire time. No, I never said he was Bruce Wayne or Batman before. I just said in that moment. <laughs> so for like. The smallest you're you're trying to make you saw a similarity. You didn't see an actual comparison. You just saw like No, he is. The, he actually left Old Trafford in a Batman suit. Like I actually saw it. It's it's out there. He I actually left it. with a watch of him scoring I a goal that. over Manchester United. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I would re- I would refrain your And thinking. he posted it right um, after he got released too. <laughs> what a troll. He really cares. He really cares about troll. United. <laughs> Uh, I still hate um, him. But all right, he he is he is 
the hero we need right now, not the one we want. <laughs> no hero. He's literally not one. Uh, all right. We are going to move on. Um, so, we've all, obviously, there's still half the games of the first match day to go. So, we're only going to – we're probably going to do another podcast, obviously, before these other ones start playing. But we're going to do the, the uh, next games for all the teams that have already played. Um, so, we'll run through those eight games real quick. To set everybody up, though – Nick and I both six and two so far. Dylan is five and three on our coattails. John, the closest to the action yet the farthest away with the predictions. He is three and five. Um, he never really recovered from that Qatar one. Uh, so let's go on the first game. I believe, or at least the first game in our dock, uh, Wales and Iran. Um, I'm looking at John. He has Wales. Uh. I have Wales, but I'm changing. I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going to be a little bit. I'm going to be a little bit positive, and I'm going to go for a draw. Good, because I took a draw too, just because that's what we need. <laughs> you know what? I'm a team player. I'll take a draw too. Beautiful. Because actually, this is good. Because if we all disagree with John the way it's going, like he'll be wrong and we'll be right. The only thing so. that's great about Wales is their national anthem. I don't know if you guys listen to it being sung. We lost. We fucking lost that national Dude, anthem. Dude, it is absolute fire it is legit it's so it's great i am gonna say the best part about this game because it means so much to our group i'm actually really happy it's at 5 a.m so i can just wake up and just see what the score is and i don't have to freak out watching it so i'm very excited for is that monday oh i'm gonna i think i'm gonna watch this that's friday morning oh friday morning yeah oh yeah i'm gonna watch this to get me i'm not going to yeah i might i might i'm gonna i might drive over to mom and dad's and kick you out of bed after Thanksgiving and just wake you up just to see how angry you get. Yeah. Alex will love that too. Good job. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this to get me absolutely mentally prepared for 2 PM at the bar in Columbus. When we fucking take down the red coats, dude, it's going to be so sick. I have my 94 sweater on. It's going to be phenomenal. I might care. That being I, said, I did pick. I did pick England. I do. I do have. <laughs> a, I, I do have a battle of New Orleans uh, painting. It's an old Christmas gift from my mother. I might have to carry that around on my back all night. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, Qatar Senegal. Uh, after watching Qatar play, I have Senegal. Easy. Same. Ditto. John has Senegal. Everyone has Senegal. Uh, Netherlands Ecuador. This is one that I think could be pretty tight. Um, but I actually think. The two best teams played the first game, uh, Netherlands and Senegal. So I have Netherlands, and uh, as does John. I have Netherlands as well. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game, though, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's a tie, but um, I'm taking Netherlands. Also, Frankie de Jong's a lot of fun to watch. I wish he didn't play yeah. Barcelona. And Gakpo's sick. Yes. My man headed that and then ducked simultaneously to score the goal. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I can't wait till he's in the United Nick? Red in January. What? Oh, Nick's making some edits. What do you have now? Uh, I went Netherlands over Ecuador. Yeah. Smart man. Smart man. Um. All right. Obviously, I spoiled this one a little bit. England, USA. My heart is telling me draw, uh, but my brain is overwhelmingly telling me that England's going to win. So. I'm taking a tie. Um. In my heart, I feel it's a double chance because a win might come. So, let's go USA. Solidarity with with the boys, Nick. I want to pick a draw so bad, <laughs> but I'm getting smoked in the Premier League standings. I need to win something. 
I'm going to have to take England. Go, well, go with the numbers. You'll usually be right. I'm going to uh, take John England, but England. do know, do know, listeners, I am rooting for myself to be wrong. I will be all decked out in red, yeah. white, and blue with everybody. Can I make this a bonus pick for myself since I'm the only one at least picking a result for USA? So if my tie happens, I actually get two points. I have a random. I have another one we could do too. So go ahead. Well, hold on. Let me firstly first address Dylan. Uh, no, because your history with bonus points have never actually yielded you any bonus points. Um, okay. I just have a quick over. I just have a very uh, a yes no bet to propose to you, Michael. Okay. Um, yes no. Dylan and Bill Tucker will be wearing the same sweater. No, I've told him he's not allowed to. Like, it won't happen. <laughs> Based on my knowledge of dads, it's a yes. They will wear the same sweater. No, because I will take mine off then. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So, no. Um, also, I want to let you guys know that between the times of 2 and 4 p.m., when I'm in, in the bar watching this game, there will not be a single fiber of my being thinking that we could possibly lose to England. So... I I will that that is where like if you asked me I'd be like oh we're gonna win for I, sure I know some British like a decent amount of British people and there's nothing more that I want is to just tell them it's called soccer now like that's I I yeah. need that more than anything Especially it would be working awesome. for a British company like I need it more than anything <laughs> dude I have to wear I, I, have, I have a kid from England in class he was talking trash today I have to wear as he should <laughs> it's yeah. pretty it's pretty a, safe it's a loser uh it's a loser's uni uh, jersey. So if if whoever if England wins, I have to wear an England jersey in class on Monday, and vice versa. Yikes! Well, our jerseys are kind of ugly, but if it's an older one, it's probably well. Pretty I'm nice. hoping it's an older one because I am uh, I'm definitely bigger than him, and <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna fit in it. All right, Dylan. I'll say this one so you don't have to. Tunisia and Australia battling it out um john has a draw i have tunisia winning retweet michael who that's not the very name good of, but that's that's not the name of a tunisia, country tunisia yeah. tunisia for dylan it's not the name of a country Nick. Dylan. tunisia tunisia beautiful um we move on <laughs> thankfully <laughs> japan or not japan costa rica holy shit poland saudi arabia uh Based on Saudi Arabia, top two team in the world, based after their win, um, I think the they get beat by Poland. <laughs> yeah, I think they get beat by Poland. Actually, I'm taking Poland too. Nothing from the game today makes me think that Poland can actually win this game, but for some reason, I'm taking them. John also has Poland. Nick, take us home. I am gonna ride the heater and the train here. I am taking Saudi Arabia. I'm gonna call them the shock Nick. of the time. I'm gonna. I'm going to go on record and say they're going to be the shock of the tournament, and they're going to get through. Nick riding the Saudi train. Good luck. Um, <laughs> France-Denmark. This should be actually an insanely good game. Denmark did not look very good. France looked uh, incredibly good after the first goal they gave up. Um, I have the Frenchmen. Um, I think even with the injuries, they're still unbelievably good. And so does John, which makes me worried because his record is bad. I, I'm i taking France, which goes against all of my pre-World Cup bets where I thought Denmark could win this group, and Denmark always plays France tough. And I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I didn't see anything mm -hmm. from Denmark today that makes me think they can beat France. Les Blues! We have French across the board, and then the last of the games 
um, that we've actually got to see the teams play. Argentina hosting Mexico. Um, I think Argentina bounced back massively. Um, I think they win. John thinks they win. Tuckers. I think think they're going to murder people. I you know I'm feeling a Southampton style beating right now. <laughs> Nine nil, <laughs> that'd be great because uh, I think Mexico's not getting out of this, so that'd be good for my goal difference. Um, any other thoughts? Any games you guys are looking forward to? Give me one game you're looking forward to the next round. In the next round? Not sorry, the ones that yes. Or next upcoming. two days, basically. Next two days. Yeah, upcoming. I'm. I'm very excited for Germany Japan tomorrow. I think Germany's gonna win, but like it wouldn't shock me at all if Japan gets a tie or somehow wins this game. Um, but I think that's gonna be a fun game to watch tomorrow morning. I'm gonna have to say that I am gonna be excited to watch the Uruguay South Korea game. <laughs> Change it up. You can't honestly. I just wanted to see your faces with Ghana. pure pure uh, anger, but I think Uruguay is oh a very God. interesting uh, interesting team. So I want to. I'm excited to watch see them play. Um. All right. I'll go Brazil Serbia because I think both of them are very good. Brazil obviously one of the favorites to win though. So I want to see them how they look, how they play. Maybe they'll lose. Who knows? Um. All right. Good pod. Uh, had a little bit technical difficulty. Uh, oh, Dylan, I forgot your bets. Sorry. Oh, Go I, ahead um, with the bets. With the bets. Nothing crazy. I do want to say I've been going off of one strategy on a lot of these favorite games, and outside of Argentina completely screwing up, it's been going well in the other ones, i.e. with England and France. And when a superior team is playing a team not even in their same class, it's been around plus 160, 170 taking those teams minus two and a half and getting goals. Um, so I will be doing the same thing tomorrow with um, Spain and Costa Rica because I think Costa Rica might be the worst team in the outside of Qatar in this um, World Cup. Minus two and a half, Spain is plus 140. And then I mentioned Japan and Germany. Both teams have scored is minus 120. I like that for tomorrow too, um, which by the time it gets out, both these games might happen. So we'll find out if I won. And I did some digging. Argentina to win Group C on FanDuel right now is plus 160, and I'm about to deposit money and go take that. Because the fact yeah. that that's at those odds, I think that's definitely worth a flyer. Um, For sure. And then just every time we do this in the World Cup, I just want to give everyone updates. So by the time I put in the total corners bet, by the way, they brought the line down to 604.5, not 609. So we hammered that. Um, we got 51 corners today. Shout out to Denmark and Tunisia. Um, but we're ahead of schedule um, where we need to average 9.5 corners. We're at 83, 13% of the way there. And total goals, we need 164 for the tournament. And at the moment, we're at 22, which again, we're ahead of schedule, moving at a good pace. So even with two zero zero draws, these blowouts are really saving us. So let's keep room for goals. Really helping. Love that. Love that uh, our our bets guy is absolutely just rocking it. The um, the under four and a half zero zero ties took a big hit today though. That's not looking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Like like half of them today. It's up. The line's up to six and a half. So not not great. 
I think as the tournament goes on, though, and it's more desperate, that won't happen. Like, I think teams are very cagey right now. I, I agree. Like, they don't want to lose the first game. Dude, those, so. first, those first halves, those first 20 minutes sometimes have been really tough to watch just because they're yeah. so scared to make a mistake and they finally after The first half has been one, very touch and go. The one that wasn't was the Ecuador-Qatar. They just came out and were just trying to kill each other. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, dude, there was some what was there was the one tackle in the middle of the pitch. The dude just jumped up and just fucking shoulder like side shoulder checked him, hit checked yeah. him or something like. Dude, there's been two straight up the keepers are knocking dudes out. Yeah. Saudi Arabia it's, goalie it's getting, and uh, It's pretty crazy. But the, the the Qatari goalie knocked somebody out too, right? And the Iranian goalie got Oh, that's hurt who it was. The, he knocked himself out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. he was the one that did I send you guys a video? He has the world record for the longest throw of a soccer ball. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he absolutely launches it. Dude, since it, he throws it almost the full length of the pitch. It's it's freaking insane. <laughs> Nick is just enamored. Um, all right, Dylan, take us out of here with a joke if you have one. Um, so do you guys know who the who was the first to exit the twenty twenty two World Cup? Budweiser. Cheers. Ha, 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 ha.